0: Everyone to episode 65 of today in the scene. I'm Joe with Indie Arcade Wave, and I just want to say thank you to everyone that's been checking us out, sharing us, subscribing, things like that. It means a lot. We really appreciate it. This week we're gonna do something a little bit different. Um, this is something that a lot of people may just kind of be getting into. It's kind of on the crypto side. Um, and I think it has a lot of future in video games, especially with what we've seen from NFTs. And we'll go into what an NFT is later if you guys aren't familiar with it, but we're going to talk about the future of NFTs in video games and what the possibilities are here. Um, I'm still kind of learning about this. Tony has a little bit more experience on the back end with the coding side and is working on his own game. Um, that is Tony Halber that I'm talking about. He is the creator of death ball who we've spoken to a couple times now, I believe. Um, so we'll just bring him in here and we'll kind of start talking about what he's working on. How you doing, Tony? Hey, how's it going? It's good. It's good. Um, We kind of chatted a little bit before this to get an idea of kind of what we're going to talk about. So let's just jump right into you just for anybody that hasn't seen you on an episode, just kind of let them know who you are, what you've worked on, things like that.
1: Uh, Yeah, so I'm Tony Halber. I produce Death Ball. And what that means is I do everything from the game design to the cabinet design to the graphics, the sounds. All except the art that's on the side of the cabinet, which we got a wonderful artist to do that for us. But we produce whole arcade cabs. And uh, we put a game in them, Death Ball, and uh, sell them all over the US. And that's kind of where I got into video game design, I guess.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I know we've talked a couple times about like different games you've been working on different projects you seem to be um out of most of the indie guys in the arcade scene you seem to kind of always have another idea another project that you're working on on the side um so i guess let's let's kind of talk about an nft so for people that don't know what an nft is it's a non-fungible token it's basically um an item that's digital um usually like a piece of art it is actually able to be associated um, with music too. So there are artists that are releasing their full albums on an NFT. It basically just means that you are purchasing it with a cryptocurrency on the blockchain and you have more possession of that through a contract. If You can probably fill the blanks in there, Tony, you know it a little bit better than I do.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think you, you described it perfectly, right. From like a technical sense, it is just storing in a public database that you own some particular thing, but uh what we're really what it really boils down to and I mean like even if it just were that, just like this digital receipt that everybody knew about that alone would be valuable, But what we're really boiling it down to is digital property, like true digital ownership
0: right, so let's let's talk a little bit about like what the craze is like why people are so crazy about this um, and how, how do you make an NFT like how does that go about?
1: Yeah, so, wh- the I mean, the reason that people are so crazy about this is because there exists this market out there right now of people who invested in Ethereum, love Ethereum, and have very little ways to spend it, and have become very wealthy in it. Right. and And now people want to be able to participate in selling them something that is both meaningful to them probably and meaningful to what crypto represents. And so people are getting excited about buying the first digital property. Like this is, that's why they're getting really excited. This is the genesis of something brand new, really.
0: Yeah, and we're, we're seeing things pop up all over the place um, in the video game sphere. And I, I haven't looked into this a lot, but I, it's, I believe it's called Decentraland, um, where you can actually buy real estate in this land. And there are big like mall companies and stuff buying up this property for hundreds of thousands of dollars to put in a virtual mall, which they believe in the future you will actually be able to go into with your your virtual avatar and purchase products. So they see it as like the future of sales, essentially. Yes. Um and there's, there's things happening all over the place. I mean, cryptocurrencies kind of move banks out because you become your own bank. And with the music industry, you don't really need a publisher anymore because you can release the entire album right away. Same thing with video games. You can release the whole game. It becomes kind of public. They can go into it, create an avatar, explore, uh, find things, sell things in the marketplace. And the creator of the game doesn't really have any more control at that point, like They put things into the game, but the people dictate how the game goes.
1: Well, yeah. And I guess you can describe it. I've kind of tried to describe it this way. It's like pay to win is the mechanic. Because the difference in a pay to win game that a studio releases and a pay to win game that is a dApp that goes into the blockchain is the people that are being paid to let other people win are the other players. Mm Mm-hmm. They're mining resources, they're finding rare items by playing the game and doing things. And now they are selling them to people who want to get higher faster. And it's that's like when that happens, that's like a real economy. There are like people willing to do work for money from other people. And I think like that is something that is true. Like if any of if money, this whole concept of money is real, then this is a real thing money is this very digital thing these days anyways. So I think that's the gist of why it's property, why it
0: right, is yeah. making
1: people so crazy.
0: Yeah. It, I mean, it makes total sense. And you see the markets going up, all, up and down all the time. And there's so much in the news now too. It's, it's, it's kind of inevitable that the next step, of of innovation is gonna be on the blockchain. It's gonna be something on the blockchain and every industry is trying to figure out how to get in. So let's talk about the video game side of it. You're an indie developer, what are you working on and what have you learned so far as you've started to move into like this NFT blockchain space?
1: I I do wanna address one thing that there is no guarantees. There's no guarantee that Ethereum is gonna be worth anything tomorrow. And so that is part of it. Getting into something this new is risky. People who collect their whole collection could turn into nothing overnight, but so far, as an asset class, these things have continued only to go up, and so that's what people are observing. Now, how it relates to games, specifically, when I, when I was getting back to what is what are things that do really good for the market and like really expose the value of it. Games are perfect for that because I could release a decentralized app, a DAP they call it, into the blockchain that allows you and then, and then release a, just a HTML file and put it in IPFS and say, when you connect to this IPFS file, a game shows up in your browser that connects you to a decentralized app. That is run by everybody that I have no control over, and that world, however it is, it's out there. Whatever happens to it, happens to it. But it is entirely the players' control now. And of course, there are ways that people envision, like versioning things. Uh, like it's not the reality that I'll release one version and that'll probably be the only version. But you can do things like you release the version two of the game. At that point, you fork. Everybody on version one, you give them every asset they have. You give it to them in the next version two. And then everybody starts playing the new version, presumably, because it's good and they got everything they had before. And there might be some weirdos that stick around and play the old versions and they become like cult classics for some reason, but that's dApps. They're kind of out of the developer's control after their release, so.
0: Yeah, I think that's one of the coolest things about it is, I mean, just the fact that the players control everything at that point. The players have control of their own assets, their own characters, uh, potentially houses, mounts. I mean, if you look at all these huge games like World of Warcraft and Fortnite and stuff, you buy your skins, right? But everybody else can buy it too. Now, you might be able to buy a skin for a character and that's the only one. You have a one of one. Or you have one that has a really rare variation and then it's worth real real money we'll call it real money because it could be ethereum it could be solana it could be matic polygon whatever you want it to be yep um so let's talk about some of the ideas that you have for this specific game and kind of your your vision for how the game's going to unfold and what what are you going to do in the game
1: sure so i guess the way that i kind of envision it is the game will be what i call the nifty world And it will be 10,000 plots. And we might add more plots later, but right now we're operating on the idea that there'll be 10,000 plots. Uh, Each of those plots being like so many pixels wide by so many pixels wide. And you get a little avatar and you can run around the world and you can buy a plot. When you own a plot, you can mine the resources in that plot and you can turn those resources into buildings or you can sell those resources or you can uh get turn like turn your speculative market of buying resources and trading them into profit on its own and be like a market person inside of the game and you the whole world the rules will be set up and you'll just be operating inside this world and uh hopefully an economy of a tiny scale cuz we don't want anybody to get like crazy about the game, but we just want people to have fun with it, uh, will exist, hopefully.
0: Right. Yeah, I mean, that that sounds cool. And I've, I've found a whole bunch of games that are coming out. Um, there's one that I've been watching called Alluvium, I believe. Um, and that's kind of a similar idea where you can buy these tokens on an exchange. So they're like, it's like real money tokens. And then you can use that as kind of like uh like shares in stocks. So you obviously have like the board who get to make decisions. These people get to make decisions about the game before release and you can buy NFTs outside of the game to bring to the game, but you can also earn them in game. Yeah. So it gives you the ability to either pay to play or to play for free and earn while you play.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and I think that's just, this is such, it's so hard to talk about because there's not a lot of feasible things that we can look at as resources right now. Cause so many people are working on it, but I just feel like this is such a, big future for indie developers because it gives you the ability to like really start profiting off your game right away. Yeah. And it gives you the flexibility to build it however you want and see how the world develops.
1: I think we're going to learn some interesting things about resource management too because like in the game I build there's 10,000 plots. They have so much raw, which is the ERC 20, which is an ERC 20 is a Ethereum coin like Doge or any coin that meets a certain standard. So these raw will be ERC20 so they can be traded on all of the Ethereum exchanges that exist out there. But it'll have raw and you'll mine it. And then you can turn that raw into brick and you can turn that brick into building. And like, that means that every pot has only so much raw ever. So when they run out of raw, when they're all mined out, when the whole world is mined out, what is that going to do? That's going to create some kind of economic issue inside the game and it'll be really interesting to see what happens i mean they they make really interesting uh vehicles for economic experiment
0: yeah it's kind of like a social experiment to see what people would do at that point and with yeah. the time that they've invested and what they choose to do with this avatar and things like that so um kind of give us an idea of what it looks like on the back end for for coding like are you are you coding in like a certain language you're already using? Is this different working on the blockchain? How do you pick, like, what kind of coins, stuff like that?
1: I guess this, and this is where I've gone a little crazy. Um, I kind of just want to make everything from the ground up. And I'm really close to that. Like, I have a workflow where I create pixel art instead of AceWrite, I run it through a program that creates a file for every permutation of the different layers that it can have on it, like different hat gear, different head, different body. uh, Or in the building, there are, like, different features that can exist on it, or it can have a bigger yard that sits next to it, or they're all just layers that get permuted. Um, And then that turns it into just a layer of pixels, and I'm writing my own JavaScript engine, game engine, that can read that. And so we'll just store that in the blockchain and then we'll read it into the browser. And that will be the relationship of, you know, you don't even have to own the assets because like an avatar asset is, we were talking about this earlier, it's like 12 pixels by 20 pixels tall uh, in the max case. And, you know, that's only 240 bytes. If I did that math, right. Um So you can, I mean, there's ways to store that very cheaply. You can store it in IPFS or you can store that in uh, in the blockchain somehow.
0: So I guess a question for you, which I kind of find interesting for everyone that gets into it. What got you into crypto? Like what made you so interested in the blockchain and the idea of potentially making a game on it?
1: Oh, I mean, my, my friend... Eric Florenzano, he mined some he mined some Bitcoin in college. And like I remember thinking back then, like, this is so nerdy. It's like maybe it could go somewhere. Like, it could be really cool. I don't really believe in it. Uh, and I think, you know, like he didn't even mind that many or but the, the point is like he he had done this thing that long ago, and here we are. And it's insane how much it's worth. And it's just kept growing that whole time. There's not reason to believe it'll continue indefinitely, but so that's been my relationship. I have watched Bitcoin grow to a asset that was like $600 that everybody said was completely over. There's no way it would ever get worth more than $600. That's insane. And if I had just put all of my money into Bitcoin at the time, I'd be a multi-millionaire.
0: Yeah. Everybody, everybody thinks that way. I mean, I've, I've seen videos of people watching the the charts and it, it hitting a hundred and that being like a mega milestone. And I think it just hit an all time high, like 64,000 or something. So per coin, which insane. But the reality
1: is nobody, there's very few people that actually existed like that because the thing that made it valuable is that it circulated. It, Went to more people and to more people, and it was sold out and rebought and sold out and rebought. And so, like, the market effect, it, you know, there are people that definitely benefited, but there's a lot of people who had 20 Bitcoin back in the day and bought their whole dorm pizza because you could buy pizza with Bitcoin and he mined them for free. Dominoes, yeah. And they were worth about that much. And that guy bought like an $11 million pizza or something like that. I don't know the math, but <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah or or your friend bought it and then didn't think it was going to be anything and then his mom threw out his computer and he lost it. So I Yeah. A friend of mine that happened to. So Yeah,
1: um, I had a friend who had was just extremely invested in Doge. And he traded me some Doge for like coffee. I bought him coffee one day and he gave me Doge for it and that was kind of a joke. And that Doge became worth thousands of dollars years later and he had this huge account of it and he lost it and he's, it's sad. I mean, but that's the that's the reality of this new resource that exists.
0: That's the idea of it, it you being your own bank, basically. It's it's your responsibility to keep it, find it, yeah. store it. And if you lose it, you lose it. You know, nobody's backing it up, but you're also not paying a bunch of fees on that. And it's, it's not controlled by one person. It's controlled by the entire market. Yeah. So um, I'm going to throw some pictures and stuff up throughout the video of like the, the NFTs and stuff you've shown, do you want to show them on a screen share right now and kind of like yeah, walk people through yeah. what it looks like?
1: So this is uh, not, this is not what it looks like entirely. Uh, this is what I'm calling the avatar generator, which is just this little tool that I'm building with the to with the pixel game engine that I'm building just to kind of hone the pixel engine. And, to showcase the avatars that will eventually be sold as NFTs in the game to kind of kickstart the whole process. So, I'll go ahead and show that off. So, this is the avatar engine. Right now it's very it's very simple. You got this guy and right down here we got this because I just wanted to be mobile friendly and I was built with mobile in mind. It's got this little touch joystick here. So, this works. You can press your thumb on it. Uh, and if you select the hats, you can like rifle through the hats that I've been building that have all been designed to kind of click into whatever this little character, this little tiny pixel character model is. And like part of the inspiration for this is Tamagotchi. So I like wanted these sprites to be like small as possible and like, you would still feel attachment to them because that's, Reminds me of Tamagotchi. Like somehow they made you care about these pixels on the screen. Um, and yeah, there's like business monkey, just regular monkey. It's like we could do like a king monkey or I think there's like wizard. This would be like wizard monkey. And you can walk them around. They all have blink animation and they all have a walk animation. And so like, these will be the avatars that you will use to walk around the world. And you, if you buy an NFT of this, you will own that NFT. So when the DAP is released, the way that that like set of pixels moves around the world will, will be entirely controlled by you.
0: And that's, that's kind of the way that you can distinguish between whether you get it in game or you get it by buying the NFT separately and then transferring it to the wallet and sending the wallet to the game.
1: Yep, yeah, as long as you are connected to the game with and that's the thing, the wall, the brilliant thing about the wallet is wall, all your wallet is now is an ID card. And all of the networks have the data, you just have the ID that gives you the ability to move the data around.
0: And so like, in this like case, a key basically.
1: Yep, in this case, you have the keys that start the engine of this avatar inside of the Nifty World. And you can make a little nifty village in there.
0: Yeah, it's it's exciting to see just like the beginning of it. And where where do you think this like what is what is the wildest thing that you could think of that these would turn into? Obviously, like we see we've seen things like Ready Player One, obviously, which is like a full body avatar where you're really in another world. And this to me kind of is like the beginning of that.
1: Yeah, the, I mean, I think those will definitely exist. I think people over exaggerate how all culture encompassing they'll be, they will, I think they'll get a lot of people, but I don't think we'll ever only exist in the metaverse. But I think the metaverse will start to become, to will start to represent a part of our personality that we also can't ignore. Um, because it's a, it's a market and it is like growing steam right now.
0: Yeah. And you were talking to me earlier about, uh, armed and gelatinous guys uh anthony and rob just remind me of what what you said about them
1: so actually we did this little video meetup for all these indie indie devs of modern arcade and the armed and gelatinous guys were there and we were talking about stuff and they were telling us about their minecraft world and we all got on minecraft and run around in their world and they were telling us that and they showed us their office and like we went inside and they're like yeah we come to this office every day and even though we're miles apart working remotely so we have this like presence in the office together and i thought that was really important and so like part of this is you will have a digital presence in the world if your avatar is in one place it is in one place you can't you won't be in multiple places at once so you can be present somewhere and and all of the these plots will have chat windows that are transient chat that hopefully will work on the whisper network. And all of that will just exist for everybody that is verifiably in the same plot as you. You'll just be able to chat with each other via this text chat and hopefully, hopefully eventually voice chat, but I'm trying not to get ahead of myself, but in the metaverse, you know, like, yeah, we're going to be wearing suits. We're going to be wearing suits soon. I don't know what it's exactly it's going to look like but it's I feel like it's coming cuz I feel like anybody who's tried VR they know that that VR stuff is like will make a believer out of anybody. You're a yeah. changed person after you use VR.
0: Yeah, it is it is weird. Like it it you do feel so immersed like you're really there. Yeah. Um yeah, I guess just to wrap everything up here just kind of leave any like any thoughts that you have about the gaming industry here or anything that you think about like the blockchain that, that you kind of hope to see one day?
1: Yeah. I mean, the technology is very new and like, we don't know where it's going to go. And there is definitely a cost to this technology. There is, especially in uh, the way that it consumes electricity and the, and you know, there might be some thoughts about, like the fact that it is entirely purely unregulated, that'll be an entirely new thing for society to like deal with. But uh, I think like these are things that as society, like we should be working on, we should have cleaner, we should try to produce cleaner energy so we can produce new technology that has like verifiable trustless uh, cryptography. So I think, but you know, it's, we're working on a trade-off and we definitely need to balance both sides of that trade-off. So.
0: Right. Yeah. And there's, there's obviously so much more that we could talk about here, but it's just like, it's so early to really know where this is going and what exactly to talk about. I just wanted to get you on here and kind of like set the idea for any, de- indie developers that are watching these episodes right now to kind of like have that idea that this could be a future and this could be something that you could start working on right now.
1: And it's, it's, Surprisingly easier than you think, and if you need somebody to get in touch with on resources on how to start doing this stuff, it does not take long, and I'm happy to chat with you about it. So,
0: awesome. Well, I'm going to leave some links to some of your social medias uh, in the description here so that people can get in touch with you. And I just want to say thanks for coming on here, Tony. Uh, definitely interesting to start talking about like blockchain, blockchain technology, video games, and using these cryptocurrencies to actually buy stuff in game or even, I mean, like you said, it could build an economy on its own and you could be making money playing video games. Like it could be something of the future. Yeah. So um, hopefully,
1: you know, if I'm good at my job, it'll be fun. Yeah. And at the end of the day, that's all I care about. If I hit an NFT craze wave, that would be great. But I want to build a game that is legitimately fun to play and hang out with your friends in. So that's the goal.
0: That's the goal. It's all we can hope for. And I'm excited to see where this goes and to give it a play and all that stuff in the future. Um, But I just want to say again, thanks for coming on and to anybody that's watching, we appreciate you watching. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe. And until next time, peace.